Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Salt Lamakia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. Three two gunner. High in the air to right field. Look out below. you've been waiting for folks this is gunner henderson now the three two swung on a pop foul back here ow 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 it really hit me i didn't know it was coming back that far so once again it'll be a three two and holmes ready to deal a ground ball to third donaldson squares throws to first in time Ball game over. Yankees win. The Yankees win. Two of the best calls of the weekend. Kevin Brown making the call of Gunnar Henderson's home run, the longest home run ever hit, onto Utah Street. A absolute blast over 460 feet. And then, of course, John Sterling being hit in the head with a foul ball. And he's okay, and we're glad he's okay. Uh, And once again... Hit in the head, yet still marches on. Shows up the next day, goes to work. Baseball broadcasters aren't boring. You know why? Because they're the only broadcasters to get hit with actually equipment during the game. That's a fact. So there you go. And you know what else is going on today? At BB isn't boring. Go to the socials. Follow on Twitter. Marches past 4,000 followers. Go on Instagram. Marches past toward 2,000 followers, subscribe, rate, review, the whole ball of wax, and also soak in the great power rankings of Producer Evan once again. That's today's podcast. Producer Evan comes through with another round of 
power rankings, which is going to set the baseball world abuzz. Players are going to be debating in clubhouses. Fans are going to be talking about this in the stands, on the streets, all of that. Producer Avin never lets us down. Here you go. Here's his power rankings. It's that time again. Off a, off a weekend that was highlighted by John Sterling getting hit with a foul ball. I mean, no disrespect to John Sterling. But, you know, as long as he's okay, it's... It's, a, it's it's another example of the glorious game of baseball always being entertaining. He's <laughs> all right, Evan, right? Correct? You're yeah, you're, yeah, a resident, you're a resident doctor. I think you believe me, I believe you went to Monmouth for for uh, your PhD, <laughs> didn't you? Yeah, he was he was back in the booth today, but no other sport can say that their announcer got hit by a, a live ball on the, on the Thank side. you. Thank so. you. Another example. <laughs> That, that that might deserve its own podcast. The fact <laughs> that the only sport that can say the the announcer got hit by a ball, football, a uh, hockey, maybe get hit by a puck. Yeah, that would be, be a, a stretch, really arid shot, though. Yeah, really <laughs> and and yeah, sure, basketball, but really, like, who cares? The ball bounces and yeah. they, they get a thrill of throwing it back to the referees. This yeah. one actually nailed John Sterling in the head. But all right, enough of that. It's power ranking time, and. We had we've had a couple of guests on Evan and and producer Evan. Hello, hello, introduce yourself. Hello, I'm producer. Hey, Evan. how's it going? I'm producer. All right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, so we've had a couple of guests on. We had Eric Arditi from the Orioles, um, obviously Barstool, and he was excellent. And he was uh, he's riding the wave that the Orioles aren't going away. We'll get to them. I believe they'll probably have to be in your top ten, but. Yeah. Um, but we had another guest on. We had our betting isn't boring uh, ambassador, Jonathan Papelbon. He'll be back on betting isn't boring now all the time on Fridays. Betting isn't boring, locking locking things down, making you money, entertaining along the way. And boy, did he entertain me! I told you, I said he left his mark. He left his mark on his his foray into the power rankings and what he did. Well, just take a listen. Take a listen to what he did in terms of the number five team in his power rankings. Philadelphia Phillies. They got to have great odds. The the Phillies um, went there last year, fell short. They got a lot of hungry guys. I know they're not playing to their caliber right now. And they may not be in my mind. They're the top top 10. Okay. So give me the odds. This is, <laughs> is alright I'm going to give you the odds. But this is why that you have maybe the best power rankings in the history of power rankings because you just picked the Philadelphia Phillies, and I'm not saying that you're wrong because we shouldn't go by record or how they're doing yesterday or two days ago. You should go by, as you said, in your gut, in your head, this team is going to be good. But they are, I tell you what, they are four games under 500. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I'll tell you what their odds are. Plus 2,600. So there you go. So, Pat, yeah, you know what, Pat? I'll tell you what. They They are more of a favorite than the team Evan just gave for his number five pick. The Orioles, the Orioles sitting at plus 3,800. You got to think outside the box in the brain, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is, it's a long season, man. And, and, and granted, power rankings are all coming out all the time, blah, blah, blah. But, man, you got to take so much more into consideration. Right. Just power ranking numbers. All right, Evan. Honesty. So, as a young man, you probably watched Jonathan Papelbon from afar. 
Yep. Said said what a what a closer, what a pitcher, what a crazy guy. Definitely. Getting on the podcast with him. First of all, <laughs> what was that like for you? Yeah, I mean, it was insane, my, my catchphrase. <laughs> but but yeah, he's a really fiery guy. He he does know his stuff, even though at first it might not seem that way based on how things have gone since that power rankings. And um a little intimidating at first, but once, Were you? once you get in the hang of it. Well, at first I was like, I was questioning my own picks when he was like, you're crazy. And then, and then I heard his pick and I'm like, oh, oh see, it's, it's like, you know, he's just marking his territory. That's all Definitely. that was. Definitely. No, yeah. But then once, once we got further along in the podcast, it was great. He's so entertaining. He's so electric. He has such a great personality that it just makes it 10 times better. So, yeah, I'm, I'm proud of you. How by the end of a year standing up to him. So there you go. <laughs> wait, I can't wait to see you in another month. But Evan, uh, but so as you referenced, we thought he was crazy picking the Phillies at number five. Yeah. But since then, he's an evil genius, or not so evil genius, an entertaining genius. He since he picked the Phillies at number five, and people were writing this up. It was all over the place. It was all over Philadelphia. People were talking about it. He picked the Phillies at number five when they are just in the the depth of despair and yeah. what has happened since he picked them yeah they've gone five and one they're seven and three in the last 10 swept the tigers took two of three from the mighty dodgers and now they're only one game under 500 so and, uh, there you go there you go it's, it's amazing the first week that we did betting isn't boring he told me that do the parlay of jazz chisholm hitting a home run and miami marlins winning both of them happened everybody made money and now he's just He's I he's he's like he's not crazy. He's he's yeah. a genius. So anyway, <laughs> uh it's it's sort of like that was his mic drop, that was his walk off today. Like I said, he'll be back on Friday, but today it's just you and me and the staple, the the anchor that is your power rankings to our podcast. Uh you are bringing them back. And yeah. I'm going to do a little spoiler. Once again, much like last week, you do not have the Phillies in your top 10, right? Correct? No, no, they're just on the outside looking at so. No. <laughs> you should have picked them at like number three just to see yeah, like, if, <laughs> if it took. Uh, all right, let's get right to it. Let's get right to it. All right, so number 10, what do you got? Yeah, so number 10, I had them at number two last week because they were all. Oh! The and then since that happened, they've just gone in the toilet. They're two and six since the last rankings, four and six in the last 10. It took one of three from the Guardians, who I believe are still under 500, one of four from the Blue Jays, the Houston Astros. I mean, they still have a good record overall, 37 and 29, but they've just kind of gone in the toilet. Over they the were week. they were at one point number one. They, you, they had at least one week at number one, right, for you? Yeah, I think toward the beginning, yep. Yeah, all right. Well... They are right now sitting in a wild card. I believe they're a half game as we sit here, a half game up on the Blue Jays for the last wild card spot. Which Evan, I did the math of this for that wild card. Like everyone's like, oh, well, what are you doing going for the third wild card? What's it matter? Holy mackerel! You want the third wild card? Yeah, like, don't you? Because, well, because right now with the Central team, every team in the Central, actually, the Twins might be one game over. I'm not sure exactly at this point what the record is, but. Whoever plays that team, you're playing a team that's not really that great. So so what happens is the division winner, as bad as you may be in the central, you right. are getting the third seed. Yeah. So so the first two teams play each other in the wild card, and then the last seed, which would be the third seed in the wild card, plays the division winner, which is the third seed. Yep. 
You're yep. playing the Twins. Yeah. Like, so. Or whoever. <laughs> I mean, like, it's, it's so I don't think everyone did the math on that. And, like, it's kind of crazy, but it'll be interesting. I don't think teams really jockey for position. But yeah. believe me, I mean, uh, whoever, wh- whether whoever lands in that spot, I you know, the Orioles, let's say the Orioles finished the, in the top seed there. Yep. I think they would pick playing the Twins over the Yankees, over the Blue Jays, over the probably Astros, the maybe. probably all oh, the Astros. Yep. Maybe the Angels. Yeah. Uh, so any of those. Anyway, I'm just setting the scene for the postseason because it's right around the corner, five months away. All right. Um, here we go. No, number nine and number nine. Go ahead. Yeah, so these last two are just two teams that are hard on their luck, but I couldn't leave them out because they are really good after all, and they're probably just having a rough stretch. But it's the LA Dodgers. They're two and five since the last rankings, three and seven in the last ten, so even worse than the Astros. But I think record wise, they're the same. So I, I kind of either either one could have been nine and ten. But one of three from the Reds, who are now a young team on the rise, they could they could even make a run for the postseason with how all their young talents playing. And then they took one of three from the Phillies, who were obviously doing pretty well. So. They've kind of fallen on some hard luck. Yeah, the Reds will be interesting to see if they sneak in your top ten because everyone was so excited about Ellie De La Cruz yep. and and McLean and all these guys. But why everyone was excited, like that first game, that game that, that Ellie De La Cruz hits the million foot home run, yep. that you know, they've still like four games under five hundred or something like that. It's it's exactly you know, it was like, okay, everyone's excited. They drew eighteen thousand people, yay. But you have to, you have to now. You have to win. So yeah. we'll we'll see. I don't. I can't believe the Dodgers. Though, if you told me the Dodgers on in middle of June on on producer Evans power rankings <laughs> nine and ten, the Dodgers and Astros. That's that's in your words, insane. Yeah. All right, all right. Number eight. Yeah, so number eight, just based on the fact that the other two were below them, I bumped up the uh, Blue Jays because they went five and three since last ranking, seven and three in last ten. So they actually stayed in the rankings this time. The past couple of times I put them in the rankings, they just fall out automatically. They took two of three from the Astros. They took one from the Twins. They're thirty seven and thirty. So they're having a uh, they're having a pretty interesting season because they're I think fourth in their own division. Behind yeah. the Rays, the Orioles. Yeah, but that, 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 that means nothing. It's, I know. It's, they're a half so. game out of the wild card right now. Don't, yeah. you know, and this is how I feel about them. Don't let them get hot. Definitely. Don't let them, I think, I think Evan, they're one of the most talented teams in the American League. From top yep. to bottom, from top to bottom, like if you might, you could make the case that they are the most talented team in the American League. And that's actually without, like, and that was with the disaster that is Alec Manoa. Yeah. No, because their pitching is is really good and their offense, I mean all the guys they expected to perform have performed. Dalton Varshow, it's kind of a tricky thing with him because he's performed but then you got the guys going to the D-backs who have played out of their mind so it makes it look like they lost that trade, but I mean that's for everybody else to decide. And then they got Kevin Kiermaier playing out of his mind in center field where everybody just saw him as a defense first guy and he's produced it on offense too this year, so yeah, they looked, like I said, don't let them get hot. All right, number seven. Yeah, so number seven is the Yankees. They stay at number seven. Uh, they were same spot last week. They're three and three since the last ring. It's five and five in the last ten. They took one from the White Sox out of the three, even though they were playing in all the smog. That was a kind of crazy series. And then they split with the Red Sox so far. Obviously, they're playing right now. They're 38 and 28 
So, I mean, they're since they lost Aaron Judge, they've kind of become a different team than they were before. But they do have some guys like Billy McKinney, who they just called up, and Willie, Col- uh, Willie Calhoun, who are performing, who nobody really expected to perform. So they're getting it is the it, it, it was the ultimate like it, people who haven't paid attention to the Yankees don't see this. I know that when I went to Yankee Stadium on Tuesday with for the White Sox game, there I showed up like this is the lineup. This yeah. is crazy. But then. You start talking and you start looking and you realize their pitching's really, really good. Their bullpen's really, really good. And they play really, really good defense. I ran into this is a name drop, but I don't care. I ran into Brian <laughs> Cashman and we were his, we were chopping it up and said, you know, like this might be your best defensive team in a long, long time. And he actually said he's like, last year might have been a little bit better, but yep. if it was, it's not by a lot. They're they're a good defensive team, and like I said, most importantly, they lock it down pitching all, yeah. all from from usually honestly from one to nine from yeah. innings one to innings nine. So there you go. So Yankees without Judge, they're not better. I know why you put them there, but they're not yeah. better than the Blue Jays. They're not better yeah. than the Dodgers. They're not better than the Astros without Judge. I don't think. Definitely. Sustainable, but what do you mean? Definitely, you put them at number seven. You just, I'm, I'm. No, no, I'm saying they're definitely not as good without Judge, which is right now. I mean, next week, I'm sure those teams might jump over them because he's still. You're playing the long game. You're playing the long game. Playing the long game. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. Number six. This is where it gets really interesting. Here we go. Number six. I bumped them up from number ten last week. They're a team playing out of their mind. Skip Schumacher is on track to win Manager of the Year if they keep this up. Uh, six and one since the last rankings, eight and two in the last sense. The Miami Marlins, they swept the Royals, took two or three from the White Sox. So they didn't exactly play the toughest competition, but I mean, a win is a win. So I, really, I uh, mean, I mean, it's, as that. much as it pains us to, to realize the last two games they played against the White Sox, they had no right winning. I mean, yeah. they were down huge heading into the ninth inning in both games. They come back, but then I'm starting looking at, sorry, I'm watching that game. The last game of the, the finale when they're making the rally against Graven and um and I'm looking at their lineup. I'm like, that's not a bad lineup. I mean, that's yeah, that lineup's kind of hard to get through where you ha- you can see this obviously arise, which you know, this we're gonna I think we're gonna do a podcast sometime this week, something to do with Arise. I gonna talk to some people maybe about him hitting four hundred. But Arise, Solaire's like having this crazy year. Yeah, he's super dangerous. Again. And then you have other guys in the lineup who are good. And and you're right. And and Schumacher is he's uh first of all, he's the second most in shape manager. Yeah. I mean, no one's gonna beat Gabe Kapler, I'm sorry. <laughs> but but uh he's also you can't argue you can't uh, you can't argue with what they're doing there. And I can't argue with it putting it number six. I mean, they're they're winning. They just keep winning. It's it's yeah, you know what they are? They're like a poor man's version of the Diamondbacks. So yeah, there you go. Exactly. I mean, uh, yeah. So, I, but it's when we get to the end of this, we're gonna look at all these teams, and we're like, <laughs> I can't believe we're sitting in mid June with this. Anyway, it's like all right. bad. Like when a certain thing comes back and everybody starts wearing, you're like, what is this gonna go away? You know? Yeah, <laughs> right. But it hasn't gone away. That's the crazy yeah. thing. All right, number five. You're you're uh, the team that won't go away. Speaking of not going away, go yeah, ahead. Number five is the Baltimore Orioles, forty-one and twenty-four, five and two since the last ranking, six and four in the last ten. They took one from the Brewers, but they swept the Royals. 
They also have a bunch of guys on their team because they lost Cedric Mullins. Then they get Aaron Hicks from the Yankees, who's not hitting. He's now raking with the Orioles. They got Ryan O'Hearn playing out of his mind. So, And then Gunnar Henderson starting to get hot, who everybody expects to be hot, but he wasn't having a great start to the season. So they're a team that just keeps getting everybody to step up at the right time. Did you re- like the Gunnar Henderson home run? Yeah. When I, when I heard it was the longest home run hit on Utah Street, I was yeah. not expecting that. Yeah. Like, have you ever been there to, to Camden Yards? I've been to one game, but it was a long time ago. All right. So anyway, so when little producer Evan was toddling around Utah Street, he yeah. probably didn't. I don't know if you noticed or not, like the little things that marks the home run. There's actually yeah. one on the side of the warehouse, but that was, I believe that was from um, Home Run Derby. The home run gotcha. derby in the All Star gotcha. game, but so I did not expect the Gunnar Henderson ball to be the longest home run. And and yeah. speaking of not letting him get hot, I mean he struggled so much out of the gate. Yeah, and, and this is you're talking about a top three prospect coming in the year, and he raked last year when he came up too. It wasn't even like he was like having a rough start there, and they're just giving him another shot. He was like possibly in the rookie of the year race if he played more games last year. So you were kind of just waiting for it to see that guy again. And you thought maybe this is like a sophomore slump, even though he might technically still be a rookie in terms of that kind of stuff. But but now he's starting to turn it on. So that's good for the Orioles. Yeah. All right. Well, Orioles, congratulations. You said, we got to look back and see how many weeks now they've been in the top five. Yeah. It's been a lot. Uh, all right. Number four, what's going on? Yeah, so number four, down from number one last week. Strictly, it's just a, they've had a really tough schedule, but it's the Texas Rangers. They're 41 and 23. I think they have the second best record in baseball. But in terms of the power rankings, I got them down to number four because they're four and three since the last rankings, six and four in the last 10. They took two of three from the Cardinals, and then they only took one from the Rays. That was such a tough series. And it kind of, their record is strictly kind of based off of the fact that they were playing one of the toughest teams in baseball. That was a fun series to watch, and we had both perspectives uh, on the podcast last week. Oh, yeah. I love that. You had the yeah. pitching coach of the Rays and the hitting coach of the Rangers. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think that, you know, obviously, as we as we said leading into that weekend when we had Tim Hires, the, the hitting coach for the Rangers, on to help you get ready for it, I, I do feel like this – it sort of went under the radar that this was the biggest series of the year. It was. I yeah. mean, it was – you had the only two teams who had won 40 games. Yep. You know, so they were the two most dominant. They were playing each other. And I didn't hear a lot of buzz about it, honestly. Yeah. Like, I didn't and I don't, you know, but I think it might be it might be market size in terms of that kind of thing. I don't know. Because it's yeah. like if it was like a if it was like Red Sox Yankees and they were two of the best teams in the AL, people might be like, Oh my god, it's the Red Sox Yankees. Oh yeah. Well, but... think about like if the Dodgers played the Padres the same weekend, it wouldn't exactly even compare. But I think the, for the Rangers, I'm, I'd be interested to see how they view that, like because they have to obviously everyone has to go through the race, and everyone has to go through yeah. the race at home, at Tropicana Field, which seems bizarre to say. But even if there's two people in the stands, all they do is win there, and yeah. and so I'd be interested to see if the Rangers said, "Okay, we played the race. Now we see sort of what we have to do." And I know everyone says the Ra- Rangers are going to pick up bullpen help. And they probably are. But I do think that if there's a starter, like if there's a Giolito, Giolito's available. Yeah. Like, like if you're the Rangers, if you're already allocated a crap load of money, I, Giolito's pitching his butt off, man. Like he's pitching really, really well. Yeah. That 
if I'm the Rangers, I would try to get him because I, obviously Degrom's out of the equation. You were counting on Degrom. Evaldi's been great. Martin Perez, Heaney. You know, you have guys, but you can't just have. And you get in that series, Evan. You yeah. have to have guys. You know, yeah, especially because against you, that offense, right? Well, and you know also. You're going to go up against you think McClanahan's given up multiple runs. I don't care if it's October or whatever. So yeah. that'll be interesting. I mean, this I I can't wait for trade deadline stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. Best. We're gonna do a we're gonna do a who says no maybe a little uh, early this week about who who's fake trades who doesn't yeah. like fake trades. <laughs> All right. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, the team that bounces all over the place. Yeah. Number three. <laughs> yeah, it's the Atlanta Braves. I think I had them at number eight last rankings, so now they're at number three. They're six and one since the last rankings, eight and two in the last ten. They swept the Mets in a heartbreaking fashion as a Met fan. Every game we were up and they just came back and took it from us. I think we're cursed at Truist Park. I think that park is just not made for away teams. And then they took two of three from the Nats recently. They lost today. Dom Smith, former Met, actually hit a home run. But uh but yeah, so they've just be they're a really good team. I think they're tied with the Diamondbacks right now for the best record in the NL with 40 and 25. So That's it was crazy. between them and the Diamondbacks for who was two and three, but I just decided to put the Diamondbacks up there. Oh cool. look at you. So <laughs> soft spot for the Diamondbacks. But it, it's crazy. I mean, the, I don't know what to make the Braves. I think the Braves probably, Evan, are the most talented team in the National League, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we like to say the the Padres or the Phillies or the Mets. It's like, no. Once you start watching all those teams play, you realize the deficiencies. Yeah, right? exactly. You know, you, and so the Braves, they got it on lockdown from top to bottom. So, uh, you know – They'll probably be hanging around. We'll probably be talking about the Braves for a while. But I love the fact that you put them in number three. You know why? Because of the team you put at number two. <laughs> yeah. It's the Arizona Diamondbacks. Same record as the Braves, 40 and 25. Five and one since the last rankings, eight and two in the last 10. That's why it was hard to separate them. They got similar, like since last rankings, than the last 10 uh, records. The Diamondbacks took two from the Nats. They swept the Tigers. They came back big today from uh, to sweep the Tigers. So. They're just a really, a really good team. A team that everybody's expecting the other shoe to drop on, but they they're not letting it happen. So they gotta the the one having seen them play, they have to get some bullpen help. That's the last yeah. part of it. Like they have some arms, but they got to get some lockdown bullpen help there. And but you you look at the lineup; it's a tough lineup. It's yep. a lineup that I haven't looked up their total home runs. Didn't feel like would hit a lot of home runs, um, but it doesn't make a difference. Yeah. They're good. They're good enough. They're a dynamic lineup, and and obviously, like he said, like even in the in on Thursday's game, you have Zach Allen who doesn't pitch well. Probably has yeah. one of his worst games of the year, and they end up winning. Yeah. Right? So yeah, they got uh, they they're they definitely at least at this moment probably won the Varsho trade with getting Moreno and Goriel, who's probably at least a top five outfielder in the National League right now. If you're looking at All Star voting. 
And then they also got probably the rookie of the year in Corbin Carroll at the moment. You know, I'm a big Alvarez guy with the Mets, but Carroll's doing average and home runs. I mean, he turned like a double into a triple the other day, and it made no sense because there was no – he had no business getting hurt <laughs> there. So they just got a really good, young, talented team. I just wish Ellie De La Cruz got called up a little bit earlier. Yeah. <laughs> because, A, we would have we, – we would see a lot more of them. And B, he might. I want to desperately see this guy in the All Star game. Like yeah. I want to see the, but I don't think it's going to be enough time. And obvi- no, it's not going to be enough time. But it's, but like that's the type of guy you would love to see in the All Star game. But in, so yeah, with the rookie of the year stuff, yeah, it's tricky in the National League. Yeah, well, I think it's it's Carroll and like you said, Ali De La Cruz is coming up, and um, who was the other one? Alvarez, oh, Alvarez, and then yeah. um, who else? Uh, Bobby Miller. Uh, is that one? Yeah, he's doing yeah. really well. And then yeah. there's another there's another young arm that was doing well. I'm blanking on who Yeah, was. so yeah. So. so but I think that I would love to see that come down to, and it might come down because there's plenty of time for Dela yeah. Cruz to win the rookie of the year, but it's the 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 Corbin Carroll dynamic. And again, also also good for him, man. Like yeah. the fact that you get the big contract, yeah, and you're actually living up to it. Yeah. That, that's that's a good feeling. Uh, I know because you know I always sign my two hundred million dollar <laughs> contracts at the age of twenty one. <laughs> all right, all right. Number one, well, you know what number one is, but say it anyway. Yeah. So the number one team, I had them stuck at number three, but they they didn't allow me to keep them at number three this week. It's Tampa Bay Rays, forty eight and twenty, best record in baseball by far. Uh, seven and one since the last rankings, eight and two in the last ten. They swept the Twins, took two of three from the Rangers, who I obviously had a number one last week. So they're a team that you really want to. You know, you really want to be like, you get like tired of them winning so much almost that you're like, all right, you know, like, oh, they've had a rough stretch. Let me bump them down. But they just, they make it hard to get, to leave them out of the number one spot. So, well, they also are going to get bullpen help, I bet. Yep. And um, because Fairbanks is all over the place with his health. Yep. And, um, and the other bizarre thing is talking to Snyder about this, their bullpen is good, but they don't have a lot of guys who throw hard. Which yeah. I, I know they, they do the whole arm angle thing. Yeah. But to, to have a guy uh, who, who throws hard might might fit the bill. And and watching them play, too, like they obviously dominate at home. Yeah. But for them to take three or four against the Red Sox at Fenway, that was kind of a big thing because it's on the road. You have to start piling up those road wins. And the way that you watch and play, we all know, like as Kyle Snyder pointed out, throw strikes – it really is simple, Evan. Yeah. Hit the crap out of the ball, right? It helps yep. you to have those guys. Exactly. Throw strikes and feel the ball. Like these these other teams, there are so many teams that should be better, but they cannot feel the ball. Yeah. And it's just, it's you go, I think like everybody, when they're talking to him, and I'm sure you did too, you go into it thinking he's going to like, you know, pull out this scroll and have like this crazy recipe <laughs> on how he made Jake Digman into like a star. But really, he's like, it's simple. We just asked him to throw strikes and trust your stuff. And it's like, wow, it's that simple to get. Well, that- as Digman said, and he was also great too, like talking. Yeah. Because as he said, he said, it's street cred. Like you, yeah. so you hear this message from different places. But when you get to Tampa, your ears automatically become three times the listening power that you have anywhere else because yep. 
you know whatever they're saying is important and works. And that's the you're right. I mean, this is and and we we want to put secret sauce in the headline, and we do. Yeah. But every for every time we do that, we hear the actual quote from these people who say there is no secret sauce. I heard that like three <laughs> times from, yeah, from people. Yeah. There is no secret sauce. Oh, you're, you're right. It's but yeah. but but in, before anyone bristles about what the way, I don't care if you like the Rays, if you don't like the Rays, if you think it's a, you have to look at what they do, and yeah. no matter what the payroll, you have to say, well, there's something there that they're doing right. And there's something that we should maybe try to duplicate. That's yeah, right. and there's and there's such good cohesion between obviously Kevin Cash letting his coaches do what they do best, them letting him do what he does best, letting the front office identify the guys and also consulting with them. So I think that's like the biggest thing with them, along with the other stuff, is that it seems like everybody knows what they're looking for and then they get it and then they give it to Kevin Cash and give it to Kyle Snyder and give it to the hitting coach and say, here – Here's the guy mold him into a star, you know. So. And the so you're right, and the, like the in terms of this this false narrative about Eric Neander like giving the lineup for Kevin, it's not happening. But yep. there is like this give and take. There is understanding of this happens, we do this. This happens, we do this. The one last piece of the puzzle, Evan, is October. It's yeah. the last, and that's what I asked Kyle Snyder. I mean, hey, you guys. You guys must be like looking at what did we do wrong and how we could correct it. And obviously he said, yeah, we've been looking at it because that is the biggest thing. And the obvious thing that jumps out is the narrative that their pitchers wear down, right? Yeah. Um, especially McClanahan. You can't have – but if you can get – if you, you can find a way for McClanahan and Glasnow – and Zach Eflin, and who am I missing? A couple, whoever else. Yeah. If you can find a way to have them pitching well and feeling fresh heading into October with that home field, with the home field in front of 10 people, like using their cowbells, yeah. That then they're going to talk. They're a tough team. I don't care what the narrative is about them. They, they, by now, they're a tough team to be beat. They really Definitely. are. Definitely. So, all right, you feel good about your power rankings this week? You feel like you're in a groove. I, so. I mean, you you were a power ranking newbie, and then now, of course, you're a power ranking expert. Everyone's talking. The streets are talking. Yeah, I mean, I think the good thing about this week's, as compared to maybe other weeks, and I I'm I'm kind of taking it as a good thing. I don't know if other people will, but um, it's that these ten teams are the same teams I had in the last week's power rankings. They're just in a different order. So I feel like I may have gotten the right ten. Satellite in, and now it's just now I just got to figure out what order they go. And I mean, I got the Angels and the Pirates on the outside looking in, but the Pirates just lost two of three to the A's. I know they just took two of three from the Mets, but I was like, eh, I don't know if I could. If put you had to, okay. So if if here's a fun game that we haven't played before. All right. If you had to pick one team that you say that team's going to be in next week, and that team's going to be out next week. Which or the, which of those two teams? Um, I think for the team being in, it would have to be either the Phillies if they stay hot, or the Angels would be in, and a team that would be out, depending on how they do, I think might be the Blue Jays or the Yankees or the Marlins, one of those three, because those three feel like the most they have the best chance of like kind of losing it. 
Like the Blue Jays, obviously, I respect them, but it's just like every time you never know what you're going to get when you look at them on the standings. Obviously, the Yankees without Judge. The Marwins are super overperforming, so I hope they keep going because that's another great team to root on with, along with the D-backs and the Orioles. But I think one of those teams probably has the best chance of getting out, and the Angels are getting hot. They got a lot of young guys performing, and then obviously the Phillies, you know, if they get going in June and Schwarber starts hitting his bombs in June like everybody was expecting and he's producing on it so far, I think they got the best chance of creeping in. So. All right, here we go. Here we go. I love it. It's a big week here, and you're kicking it off in style. Excellent job. We got uh, – who do we have confirmed this week? We have Brandon Geyer. Yep. Uh, Rich Hill's coming back. He's confirmed. Awesome. Um, I think we might do uh, a movie ranking, a baseball movie slash character power ranking with a couple comedians. Right. App is going to be betting isn't boring on Friday, yeah. and uh, I think we're going to have some some Rockies guys this week. Oh, think, there you go. Yeah, so yeah, Charlie, maybe a Charlie Blackman. You want a Charlie Blackman podcast? Man. He's a he's a thinking man. I saw him on a Mets uh, broadcast before, and he's a really good interview. I think. So. All right, let's do it then. All right, well, uh, it's going to be a great week. At BB isn't boring. Excellent job. Congratulations. Instagram Thanks. account over a thousand. Uh, by the time people will listen to this, probably the Twitter account will be four thousand. I know it was a few, like four shy or something. But uh, that's a good job. Good job to Coop who helped build it up. Good job to everybody. So here we go. In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of the Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I, uh, I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it.